0: Lives, eh? He made a mighty nation.
1: Good morning. It's Friday the nineteenth. Friday the twentieth, two thousand twenty. And uh, this day is the last of the series on Acts chapter seven. And it's called Stephen's Defense. He is in front of the Sanhedrin, in front of the leaders of Israel. He's been accused of uh, condemning Moses and speaking against the Sanhedrin, and uh, and whatever the accusation was, they brought him to face them. And he then uh, responds by talking about the miracles in the hand of God upon Joseph and upon Moses and upon the people of God and the experiencing. In the burning bush, and and of course uh, this the fifth series here is Israel rejecting the Messiah. And uh, again, what this study is trying to say is that as we look back in the Old Testament, as we look at the stories of what God has done and what God has said, when you read it, it activates the power of the prophetic in the Word. And of course, you know, you probably say, "Ricky, that's too complicated. You're just out of total out of control, and uh, you need to quiet down on that." Well, let's say this, okay? Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, okay? For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even between soul and spirits, bones and marrow. Thoughts and intents of the heart. If that's what it is, and Paul is saying that in in, in Hebrews. So when I go into the Old Testament and I read those stories and I put it in my heart, it activates faith in me. It activates the prophetic in me because it's said in the Old Testament. What is the prophetic? Prophetic power of the Word. The Word has prophetic power in it. Do you understand me? If you don't understand me, why don't you call me? But do something, because it looks to me like you're, you're not, uh, you question me. But I, I listen, the Word is power in it. The prophetic power of the Word is what makes you healthy, strong, good looking like me. Look at that. Look at the muscle. <laughs> so he, he is facing the Sinhadron. And he says, you stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. Ooh, that's a lot to talk to a Jew. You are like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? Oh my goodness, Christ. They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. Talking about Jesus. You have rejected the law that was given through angels... But you have not obeyed it. So when they hear this, excuse me, when they hear this, they are overwhelmed. You're talking about a a, a circumstance in which Stevens has already said enough. Now is that, uh, does the prophetic have that tonality? That's my question. Does the prophetic have that harsh tonality? You know, maybe the prophet could say, uh, all of you have been too much now. You could quiet down a little bit and help us with uh, the situation in Israel. And don't be so vocal now. And you'll be. No, It's not a prophet. That's a, that's a pastor that is running for his job. Okay, Jeremiah 23.10 is an example of the prophetic. You land of adulterers. You don't hear that in America anymore. You know, I mean, I, mean, I haven't heard one one prophetic voice in the internet. That, uh, of course, you know, there is a lot of prophetic voices. Don't tell me wrong. I just haven't heard it because of the curse of the land lies parched in the pastures, in the wilderness of withered. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power unjustly. Both prophet and priests are godless even in my temple I find their weakness declares the Lord that's, that's Jeremiah you know you probably you probably say they will kill you up there on downtown Athens if you speak like that you know who is this now but that's the listen let me read this verse again to you just a little bit it simply says both prophets and priests are godless Even in my temple, I find weakness, declares the Lord. Now, I know it's harsh. I know it is. Does it fit today's world? Are there godless preachers? Oh, I tell you. There's a lot of them. It's become a money machine. And so you don't rough the feathers because you want to make sure they are very taken care of and, and depend on you because you just don't get mad, but the prophetic has a little mm in it, and you have to sort of understand the prophetic because it doesn't come soft, it comes strong tough so Stephen speaks of as a mature prophet, even though he was young in years you know <laughs> uncircumcised hearts and ears that's a tough word to a to a to a prophetic to a to a priest, what does it mean? Hearts and ears completely separated from God who made the physical circumcision as a token to their allegiance. So, Stevens uses the same words to the Jewish priests as in in the Old Testament. I mean, it, I, I, I know it sounds odd. I know it sounds out of, out of balance. But, listen, Deuteronomy 10:16. I'm going to read to you because it, it's, it's, in, it's in Deuteronomy. It's in the Is Circumcise therefore your four skins of your hearts and be no more stiff-necked. The words were strong rebuke of their insensitivity to the will in the word of of the Lord. The miracles in those signs and wonders performed by God through Jesus Christ our Lord were not only rejected, but totally rejected in the life of Stevens, Because he performed the same thing. He did signs and wonders. So today if there's something happening in the life of the church that God heals, you know, uh, uh, it is considered to be an affront An accusation and also someone that is uh, dependent on themselves. What is the word in English that says when you just think of yourself on the throne all the time? Egotistic. Self-centered. Arrogant. Meaning it's not possible, it's not accepted, and there's nothing that we're going to do to take it in because all of that is just... All of that is really charismatic. Let me tell you this. The country of Brazil, at this very moment, has... 40% of evangelicals, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, Assemblies of God, all of them look the same. What turned the largest country in South America to Jesus Christ? The power of the prophetic. So Don't talk to me that somehow your theology doesn't fit South Americans. You're listening to one of them. So, As you look at the testimony of Stephen's, was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? It's kind of interesting, you know. It's really interesting that uh, it sort of comes, (laughs) Moses, Jesus, Joseph were all rejected. Our Lord stated the same. Listen to what Jesus said. Uh, uh, what the Word said, Old Testament says in 1 Kings 19.10. In the Word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replies, I have been zealous for you, Lord Almighty God. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too. Even Nehemiah. But they were disobedient and rebellious against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that if it doesn't come on a traditional, uh, very passive, very, very liberal approach to uh, 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 the speech, the communication... It's not going to be accepted. In several passages of our Lord, He mentions the same persecution of the prophets. I I, I asked someone uh, to read Matthew 5.12. And you're going to sort of... uh, Listen, this is the Lord Jesus speaking, reading Matthew. Uh, Matthew wrote this 5.12. Yes. Matthew 5.12 states,
0: Rejoice.
1: And be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. How about about Matthew chapter 5, verse 30. John, go ahead. Yes. Again, you have heard that it has been said by them of old time, you shall not forswear yourself, but shall perform unto the Lord your oath. Yes, yes. Look at uh, look. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are children of them who, which kill the prophets? Fill, fill ye up the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers! How can you escape the damnation of hell? This is Matthew five twelve. From the mouth of our Savior. Look at next scripture. And you're going to be overwhelmed by, by Luke chapter 13 verse 33 and 34. Nevertheless, I must walk today in tomorrow in the day following. For it cannot be... That a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Ah oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killed the prophets, stoned them who are sent unto thee. How often I have gathered thy ch- children together as a hand doth gather the her brood under her wings, and ye have not would not hear me. That comes from the mouth of our Savior. So my question to you as a leader, as someone that has a church, as someone that has a a ministry, are you killing the prophets? Are you putting the word prophetic only in your mouth and and diminishing all of those who God has empowered, renewed, strengthened to be a voice in the wilderness? You see, it's very, very, very uh, dangerous to allow someone in the presence of your congregation to get up and say something to the congregation. But when there is a togetherness, there is a time of prayer more than anything else with your servants and people that support your ministry. When you spend time with them in the wilderness and you live talking to them every single day, I'm not afraid of anyone in my ministry to stand up in any meeting I have and speak a prophetic word because I know their hearts. But it's impossible when you have a 3,000, 5,000 congregation that you barely see only through the internet in perhaps a 30, 40 feet from the pulpit. Listen to this. And they have slain them which showed them before the coming of the just one of whom you have been now betrayers and murderers. That's verse 53, Acts chapter 7. Verse 54 of Acts chapter 7. And they heard these things and they were cut to the hearts. They gnashed their teeth. So the response is normal that they would gnash their teeth and become angry and bitter. I guess. Do you, would you say that the voice of Stevens was of his flesh? or was of the Holy Spirit. There's not a single thing in this large testimony of several pages, 60 verses or so, that I have checked and analyzed and looked back at, that's not true. He even has more information. When He adds the numbers of those who went to Egypt, he uses Amos chapter 5 to include the son of Ephraim and Manasseh, which were five, and so instead of 70, he presents to them that were 75. So if this man stood in the law. He, he, he ministered in the law. He studied. He spent time with the law and with the word. And when he got up and he saw that they had murdered the Son of God, he spoke his mind. Is there anyone among you who speaks his mind in the, in the place where we are today? There's a church south of Atlanta that has a new associate. And this associate sends to the membership of the church a picture of her and her daughter giving the finger to the congregation. Since when a demon like that has access to associate position in a local church? What's happening to us? What's happening to us is that the demons are coming in so you can fulfill your agenda. Now, I want to pray with you today. And I want to ask you that uh, you'll be able to speak to me and talk to me about this. Uh, is that something else there, John? Okay. And they heard these things. They were and cut to the hearts. And they gnashed their teeth. And, and, uh, and of course... Uh, Verse 54. John, would you open your Bible in Acts chapter 7? Read for me verse 55. Verse 55 states, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfastly unto heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Now, now this is uh, Matthew, you know, the, the money collector. He is simply saying this to you and I today being full of the Holy Spirit, he looked up into heaven and he saw Jesus standing. Is that right? Not sitting down. Is that right, John? Standing. Matthew 5, 55. 55. Acts 7. He saw Jesus standing. Stay there, John. Stay there. Standing. Why would Jesus, his vision be of Jesus standing? Is that he would be then speaking out of conviction of the presence of the Holy Spirit. In the presence of God. He saw Jesus standing, not sitting down, at the right hand of the Father. What is, what is the next verse 56, John? Acts seven fifty six. And said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. What? Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. So you're talking about grown up men. Men that were leaders of a, of a nation. High priests in, of the sort. Running toward a young men to take his life the anger the madness the lack of respect the bitterness the pride the resentment of a heart would do, would do that there's no grace there's no kindness and so so what you have then is simply simply a testimony of how balanced how normal they were In those days. Who were they? Well first of all they were politicians. They were governed. Ordered. By the Hellenistic. Or the Roman Empire. They weren't appointed by God to be high priests. Not one of them. So when you're not appointed by God to be a priest. You become an ungodly priest. And you begin to persecute people. Harass them. Belittle them isolated them. Now, I want you to know that in my experience with the church, I had dozens and thousands and hundreds of people who were kind to me, were gentle to me, were loving me in the midst of all my 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 call to be an evangelist. And I tell you, I, I thank God for them in their lives because they blessed me so much and continue to bless my life. But there were those that somehow uh, were in the minority. Let me say this, in the minority. In my 42 years of serving in the church, they were in the minority. They weren't the ones who accused and condemned. Uh, the, the, the one that blessed me and spoke kindness to me and loved me. In my, they were in the majority. And so today, I'm saying to you, God is, deal, is still dealing with our church. He's still dealing with who we are. And many of our leaders are men and women of God full of the Holy Spirit that decide and desire to see this church grow out of chaos and become a blessing to the nations. I invite you today to uh, continue to listen to RBM. Uh, By the way, uh, we're going to be here every single, every single day, Monday through Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays and from nine o'clock until 12. The Lord bless you and keep you. Makes it shine upon you and give you peace.
0: From the seed of Abraham And led them through the wilderness Into the promised land In boundless love and mercy He gave His only Son Who became the sacrifice For everyone Oh God's mercy So amazes me Oh God's mercy So amazes me To every generation He gives the joy of His salvation Oh God's mercy Made to see. As I watch the world around me I can